What's up, people? What's what up? up? It's the season. It's season Eve. It's NBA season Eve. The the Horford jerseys are hung by the chimney <laughs> with care. <laughs> Syracuse uh, on my right, six and zero. Oh. Yeah. What a time hey. to be alive. What a time to be Bobby Manning. <laughs> it really is. Never been better um, time to be Bobby. Big year so for Bobby. We? We're talking about bold Big predictions. Year. Big year for Bobby. Big year for Bobby. We're going to set the table with some stuff for tonight. We're going to do, um, we're going to talk about Jason Tatum, Bailey Zappi. Um, oh, yeah. Zappi, oh, yeah. Zappi hour. Save it for the Pats press the, pass. The Zappi hour press. Uh, blurry. So, uh, no, what we're going to do, we're going to you know, introduce some of the questions that we think are most relevant uh, for the team heading into this season. Uh, we will allude to some of the bold predictions we've made uh, that is going to be a piece coming out on clsmedia.com. We had a lot of fun with that last year. There's some good ones again today. Uh, we'll talk about some of the stuff uh, in those uh, in that preview piece that is coming out, but not everything. Uh, and just kind of, uh, you know, just kind of roll with it. Just vibe. Um, take your comments. Uh, hear what you guys uh, are thinking or have to say on Celtics Eve. Are you? I'll ask you guys before we get started. What's your vibe right now? Is it excited or a little bit nervous or anxious about how things are going to go in the early going here? Go ahead, Jimmy. Um, cautiously optimistic, maybe. Um, I obviously have a ton of questions still about just you know, whether starting with coaching all the way down, you know, but I, I think there's a lot of reasons to be excited about the team too. I want to see how Brogdon fits in with the guys. You know, I, I, I have no reason to believe that Tatum and Brown won't have great seasons. Um, and I think the team is built to contend for a championship, but now is everything going to mesh together and, and go that way? Well, that's what we're going to find out. But yeah, I think cautiously optimistic. I think the team is, um, set up to make a playoff run. So as long as they can stay healthy and stay together, uh, uh, you know, and, and if Joe Missoula can command enough of the uh, players respect, then I think that they can go far. Yeah. What, what about you, Josue? First, I want to see, can you talk? Yeah, obviously. Come on, John, I got to make sure my, <laughs> he's paid his internet bill, man. He's good I'm for another <laughs> Exactly. The, no, I think Peter's ring. He's got pretty two good minutes of Wi-Fi tonight, and then the friggin' then the lights go out. <laughs> Listen, I think cautiously optimistic is a good way to put it. The way the way Jimmy said it, because I I think guys like Brogdon and the way this team's been playing defense, that's significant. I, I think that certainly carries over. But you know, I think the elephant in the room all season <laughs> long, or at least throughout the first half, is going to be Robert Williams. You know, when is he going to come back? How does this team? win games without him especially on the defensive side i think that's a big part of his identity of this team's identity so i'm not getting excited look i think they're a top four celtics team i mean a top four team in the east but i just don't think they're a team that's going to be you know fighting for first and second place in the east but we'll see they'll be they'll be up there though okay i I think this team's going to be really good and i was nervous after that media day it was all confusion and and I, I don't know if negativity is the right word, but there were a lot of negative storylines out of that day yeah. how this could go wrong. And then it quickly turned to new <laughs> offense, new starting lineup, all this versatility and movement and uh, fluidness on offense that was really exciting. And you played Charlotte. Those were kind of easy games. The Toronto ones were more encouraging to me in the preseason where 
you just saw this team do some stuff that even at their best last year, they weren't able to do, whether it was freeing Brown and having him go off of this huge preseason and Derek White at his best in that starting lineup, looking like a great fit. They got great talent here. And yes, their ceiling, I think, is capped without Rob, probably somewhere below a championship if he's not able to get right. But this should be, even with the injuries, even with the uncertainty, one of the best teams in the East. And I'm excited to see it. Like They know what they did wrong last year. They know what they need to do to be at their best. And they execute it pretty seamlessly in the preseason to make me, at least, pretty confident they're going to hit the ground running here. Okay. I'm going to... My thoughts will trickle out throughout the show. I'm not going to give a preamble here. Um, well, you just made us. No. Yeah, right? Come on. I, you put us... Preamble. Come on, John. You excited, John? I had a boss that did this one time when he'd say, you know, I want to have, I want to hear what you guys have to think, but let me give you my thoughts. And like, then they do that all the time. I don't want to do that this time. I want you guys. You literally do that. I want you guys to dictate. (laughs) I want you guys to set the tone, set the pace. We'll just trickle in why we're wrong for the next hour. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. John, you're supposed to come in and exactly tell us why we're wrong. I'm the three hole punch okay i'm coming in here and just i'm just gonna poke some holes uh, and see what we have before we get rolling into it we do have to pay some bills so we want to tell you about our terrific sponsors uh garden report as always uh brought to you by uh our dedicated sponsor athletic greens your one-stop shopping for 75 high quality vitamins to help you start your day right you see the promotional message there on the screen go get yourself some uh athleticgreens.com slash garden free one-year supply vitamin d free travel i'll tell you more we'll wax on you know we'll wax poetic about just how awesome athletic greens is a little bit later in the show uh but we do want to move along Uh, other sponsor of course then we talk about dedicated calm been with us since last year uh number one mental wellness app give you the tools to improve the way you feel at the garden report we're all about you feeling good about yourself getting in the right frame of mind getting your health right calm.com slash garden 40% off a premium subscription. Again, this is a terrific deal. I can't promise it's going to be there forever, uh, but this is what we have. So, um, guys, oh, and also, as always, phenomenal T-shirt. Phenomenal. Okay? Phenomenal. Allegedly. Allegedly. I haven't seen one yet. We had to redesign it. It was a redesign for those waiting for (laughs) it. Allegedly. So what you see there is a design. What you see there isn't exactly what you're getting, but oh it's pretty God. close. Anyway, uh, season is starting. Uh, we all uh, – I had all of the guys submit to me some bold predictions, uh, including Sherrod. Sherrod can't be on the show tonight. He will be on the show live from the Garden tomorrow. Um, and one of the biggest themes uh, was uh, – that seemed – I wouldn't say everybody, but that was very popular – uh, was there's a lot of Jalen Brown love that Jalen Brown is going to have a better season than Tatum close to the season that Tatum is overtake him as a scoring leader on the team, make an all NBA team. There's a lot of that vibe among the bold predictions. Uh, and this prediction is so, this prediction is so bold. One of us made it last year. Um, but <laughs> apparently we're going to, we're going to take it. We're going to reapply, but there's legitimate Jalen Brown momentum again. And I think it's because, um, he had a better finals in Tatum, obviously, and he's had a better preseason. He looked just right back into his thing. And Tatum, we have that bad taste from the finals in in our mouths, and that's the last a lot of people saw of him in games that mattered. Then he came out and kind of shot cold from the three-point line again. Again, 
only three preseason games, small sample size. But I think that's the recency bias is definitely in people's minds. Why do you guys, those among you who think that this is something possible, think that this is possible? I think just the way the roles stack up. I, I think Tatum's going to be at that point of attack, passing, and Brown, with all these playmakers around him, is going to be more of a finisher for this team. So his efficiency should go way up. Uh, he should be getting better shots this year. He's always done that, but there's going to be that much more pace. There's going to be that much more passing, I think, with all these guards playing to start games. So I think there's a chance he could push him on a per-game basis because – uh, listen, we know Tatum's like a 45% shooter at this point. He's going to have some up and down shooting, uh, but he's going to be doing a lot more passing, I think, this year. And does that level off their scoring? I think it might. And I don't know if Brown actually gets past Tatum, but I think this is a real opportunity for him too, especially the way he looked in the preseason, finishing you know, almost 60% from the field, uh, 89 points in four games, hitting threes at a crazy rate. Just got to hit your free throws, Jalen. If you're going to do it, that's going to be the key. You need those to get keep pace with Tatum here. And does this matter? No, but I just think it's something that's possible. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely in that camp too, Bobby. I just also think he's in a, he's in a, he's on another level right now because I think of what he did in the NBA Finals, to be honest with you. I think that's still, you know, listen, the Celtics lost and it's not the outcome everyone wanted, but I think Jalen sort of surprised himself that he was able to, to show up in a big way and lead the team in scoring and, and field goal percentage, and you know, like he was one of the top guys, which he's been all season long. But I think seeing himself on that grand stage went a long way, and I think that's what carried over into the preseason. And you're seeing the way he's sort of in this new focus, and he sees the he reads the defense better than I've ever seen, honestly. And he's a guy who we've always talked about how he takes things to the next level every single year. He improves year after year. So, I mean, I, I think most Celtics fans are, are expecting the same thing this time around. All right, taking a quick break. To tell you about our awesome sponsor, betonline.ag, our sponsors here. And they want to remind you that football is back. How could we forget? A couple weeks into the NFL season now, BetOnline remains the number one source for all your football betting needs this season. That's, of course, college as well. You always find all the latest football odds, team matchup info, player news, game trends at BetOnline. Awesome website, easy to toggle through the different settings, and no one has more. Uh, your continued source for sports wagering information is bet online with live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. I know I'm excited about Syracuse right now. Might lay a bet on them at some point. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events. That's MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, even golf all year long. Go to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus. You know the code by now, CLNS50. That's CLNS50 when you sign up for 50% back on your first deposit. Put 100 in there, get 50 back. That's how that works. That's CLNS50 to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. I think it's possible. I don't, I don't even think, I don't really know how bold it is. I mean, Brown scored what? right around 24 points a game last year or a shade under that or two. I mean, it's not that out of the realm of possibilities that he takes on more of a scoring load, um, you know, depending on the defense that's being drawn on the, on the Tatum Browns. He's, I, he's, he's becoming more and more of a complete player. Um, I think he's got, I think he still has a lot to prove to himself and to everyone else that he is a number one on a team. He believes that he wants to show that. And um, you know, he's, obviously got the, his next big contract coming up. 
because every reason in the world, I think he really took it. I think he took the, uh, the loss really hard in the NBA finals. It was almost like we didn't see or hear much from him. Um, after that, whereas we saw half the Celtics team a couple of days later partying with half the Golden State Warriors team that just ripped their hearts out. I didn't see Brown in any of those pictures. Um, Jimmy, you think that pissed him off? You think he, you think that didn't I hope so. Because sometimes, I, sometimes I think. I think it does. I, I think I it doubt he's a Draymond guy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't think I he's think, mad at those guys, but I, I, I think he's I think thinking it to probably, himself, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't. That's not something I would have done. Right. But I don't know. Right. No, yeah. Sure. I mean, he's not like he didn't come into camp like about it, but I'm sure. I'm sure he was just kind of like, exactly. okay. Josue, you uh, talked about and, the, and then we saw him the way he was working out. What I talked about I, I, the NBC interview where, where yeah, <laughs> that's what I thought you were gonna say. Where Jalen's like, <laughs> I want to win. He turns to Jason, goes, "You want to win?" Oh, and Jason's like, "Yeah." yeah. The chemistry. Like, we want to win. <laughs> the chemistry on that interview was sizzling. <laughs> Yeah, that was so tough. Love you. Like, what is – come on. I'm glad you guys – That was like the first conversation they've had. Jason gets oh. these softballs to hit out of the park, like... and he just kind of bunts them. That was hilarious. He looks at Tatum and goes, I'm going to need you to speak up more. I'm going to need you to talk a little more this year. And Tatum's laughing, and he's just like, like dead serious. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me tell – here's my take. Oh, I – how much of it is you think you if Brown does catch him? How much do you think is Brown's ascent versus Tatum's either flat staying flat or That's coming down or coming down? Which which is it? Because it is a popular uh, thing. Like I said, among you guys who listed it as a bold prediction, I agree with Jimmy. It's not all that bold because I don't think there's all that much separation. But why is that? Do you think people are starting to think Tatum has leveled off and Brown has another level to get to, uh, or what? I think it's just part of his growth, honestly. But I, I also I don't, don't think it's going to overshadow. One person's Tatum. growth could be another person's stagnation. That's what I mean. It's like why do yeah, why if they I, both know, grow, you think about your that, role too. Yeah, Tatum's going to have to Tatum's going to have to play a lot more on defense. Like, I mean, look, without Rod Williams, I, I think I don't think it's going to weigh him down offensively. But I, I feel like he's going to be like Bobby said, you know, set guys up, be a pass, you know, get his assists going, and and also put a lot more effort on the defensive end, you know. I don't know. I, I don't know if that means that Jalen's going to definitely score more points than him, or at least average more. But I think he's going to. They'll be neck and neck, and there's a good chance he'll go. He'll, he'll overlap him. But I don't think it's going to mean that Tatum loses his touches or that you know his numbers drop. Here's my the, thing. I think the more. Consistent, go ahead, Jimmy. Go. Ahead. Sorry. No, my last thing I'll say is the more consistent player will end up being the better one at the end of the season. Both these guys still struggle with with playing consistently, whether it's in games or whether it's through stretches. Um, I mean, certainly with Brown, we know how hot he can get to start games. I mean, man, if he could even put together 50% of that production in some of those second halves, we're talking about a guy that could average 30 points a game, you know, um, the way he starts off some of these games. So, and maybe that's something that he's work, working on. I mean, I don't know how much of it is mental and how much of it is, um, you know, is just the way he plays out there on the court. But with Tatum, you know, we see him get into these really just like lethargic, lazy sort of play, like playing style sometimes where it almost looks like he's just checked. He's not, he's not engaged in the game. I want to see more of like angry Tatum. I want to see Tatum with the attitude blowing kisses to the crowd. Like we saw for stretches in the second half last season. If that's the guy who shows up day one, then yeah, I mean, he can still, he still has room to ascend, but as far as, you know, his production on the court, I mean, I think a lot of that, it goes hand in hand. So to John's point, I don't know how much of it's going to be the other guy, the other guy not really holding it up on his end. I just think both players have the ability to continue to, to continue to improve as good as they already are. 
And the one who does it in a more consistent level will be the guy, I think, at the end of the day. My thought on the whole thing is, uh, you know, you guys mentioned, like, Joe Sway mentioned, Joe uh, Brown getting uh, overall game is getting better. I don't think so. Uh, meaning, I don't think it's getting worse. What I'm saying is, I think just what's interesting is Tatum's overall game is better. Uh, but T- Brown's a better scorer. I think you've, I think we've got it backwards in terms of how we view these guys. And I think that's always been a little bit weird. I, I, this desperation for having a closer and who gets the ball and the blah, 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 and the clutch moments and my ball, your ball, my ball, your ball. At the end of the day, just Brown creates his offense on his own better than Tatum does. I don't know that this is a question anymore. He really does. He's just, He's more he's efficient. So efficient. He's more efficient. He hits a lot of his open shots. Tatum has been Tatum. Tatum's shots are often more contested. He doesn't get the same separation uh, that Brown does. Uh, not to say that Tatum's bad or gotten worse. I just think we've all seen it. Tatum the finishing at the rim. He's not as good a finisher at the rim yeah, right now. His, sh- see, his shot isn't as good. But Tatum does everything else better than Brown, even including defense. Right. Brown on reputation alone is this three and D sort of wing guy. No way. Tatum is a much better defender. I think overall and a better team defender. He's a better passer. He's a better rebounder. What I, I actually think they'd be at their most effective. If you acknowledge that Brown is our scorer and Tatum, if his stats took, if his scoring stats took a, a little hit came mm-hmm. down, I think he can increase his production all over the place. I always think the best version mm-hmm. of Tatum is the one that embraces being Kawhi Leonard or like just a legit two-way guy all the time take what the game gives you maybe scores 22 23 points a game but the assists come up the rebounds come up and everything like that uh, goes on in, in addition to his defense I think that's a better version of him than this idea that like Tatum's going to lead the league in scoring and score 31 32 I don't like that version of Tatum because I, I think so, it really either. it mucks up the offense a lot when you're constantly trying to get Tatum involved I'd rather just let it happen organically and and let his game well, Tatum, kind of speak for itself. Tatum's shot over other defenders is what's going to get get him his points. Whereas Brown, I feel like he just scores in more ways. Like he's definitely more aggressive going to the hoop. Um, sometimes he's a little bit. He can be a little bit too aggressive. But I mean, we've seen, we've seen at least I've seen him score. I think in more, more ways than I see Tatum score. Tatum, it's almost like you know, everyone kind of knows when he's going to shoot the ball, and, and it's he doesn't have a lot of creative ways. Um, sometimes to do it. Um, and John, we talked about it. If he, if he couldn't shoot over guys, he has trouble getting separation. Um, it's that he uses his length to his advantage. But when I see like Brown in transition or, um, you know, just going to the hoop when he's that aggressive style, yeah, he can definitely score in a lot of those other ways. And he was, his three point shot was falling a lot more too. So. Yeah. This is the yeah, only time all season, by the way, we're going to talk about Jalen Brown. So soak it up guys. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Record it. Yeah, play it every, every, every show. Well, no, I'm just- I was going to say, when does that happen most of the time, though, Jimmy? When the defense is clicking, right? I feel like Jalen yeah. does a good job of obviously creating his Who space. Who thinks this is Brown slander? Down. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. And, Any, yeah, this is, yeah, we're this is the opposite. It doesn't this matter what Brown. we say. <laughs> we're checking. Like, a lot of the time, it's it's coming off of stops, and I feel like it coincides when, when the defense is really clicking, when they're stringing together stops. That's when Jalen really shines in the open court. Like, and that, that's not a knock. That, that's not me trying to say that he, he can't produce – when it's in a half court set, but I, I just think the two go hand in hand that, you know, you have Jason to do that and, and, and combine when the defense is clicking. That's when you see Jalen really shine in my opinion, especially throughout these preseason games, you know, when the defense is really you know, putting together stops, that's when Jalen takes advantage. That's when you really start to attack it. And of course those open shots are there for him too. You know, the way this team's been playing offense, which I think Malcolm Brogdon has a lot to do with, you know, as well. 
Yeah, and we talk about what this team looks like at their best. That ball's flying around. It's it's more equal opportunity. Guys are setting each other up. The worst case for either of these guys is trying to attack head on and do too much with the ball, over dribble. That was what led to this team being a nightmare for a year and a half. So everybody being more pass first, I think, is going to be helpful, especially when it comes to Jalen receiving those passes and finishing from easy points on the floor, whether it's open threes, whether it's around the basket, Tatum too. One thing I loved about Tatum was getting ahead. Like he's got some more pace to his game at this point than we've ever seen from him before. Like he is beating guys down the floor, backing down smaller guys and finishing. And so like, I know it's just preseason, but something was so refreshing about the way they were playing John, wasn't it? No, it's the pace. And I, that's the thing is I want to kind of transition off of this. Cause uh, this will be a conversation from now until the end of time. Uh, it is interesting because a lot of Jalen Brown's comments during the year, I mean, in the preseason, again, he just leaks out these little teeny nuggets about, you know, and he had an interview and he's like, I could score 30 if I wanted, but that's not what's required on this team. There's this, you know, thing of like, I know I'm the, I know I'm that guy, but these, this team won't let me be that. That'll guy. kill them if that's and, their and mindset. That always, always, always kind of that whole like, is he that way? Is he all about this? Is he? Does he want that upper echelon? Because if I'm Jalen Brown and I feel deep down, this is normal. If I feel deep down, I'm every bit as good as this guy. But for some reason, he's been anointed, and everyone just assumes he's one, and I'm one A. And I honestly think we're on equal footing, if not me being better, whether he's right or not. If he feels that way, and he's like this guy who I'm on par with is first team all NBA. I didn't even make an all-star team. Like what the hell, man? Like I got to get my, I got to get my stuff up a little bit. You know, <clears throat> people have to recognize who I am. That's gotta be natural. Right. You know, like you're, and, and then you go out there and you freaking score there. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, you. I we lost you, Joe. I mean, John, we lost you. Oh, you lost me or just when that's the kind of energy he's bringing in you. right now, you know, because of that. Sorry. And the way he spent his off season with the pool workouts and all that stuff. I, look, I, the pool I workouts it, you know, for him, for him to flex like that, it shows that again, Hey, you saw me in those. Yeah, we lost, but I'm, I got a chip on my shoulder. This now year. you saw me the in the pool. You've ever seen. You know? <laughs> I agree with you, Joe Sway. There's a little, little extra like, motivation. Yeah. This, we're going to talk about it. Next. We're going to talk about, talking it, about this these guys. You know, one of my favorite yeah. things is when guys jump out of a pool. I love that. <laughs> like you're, without using the you're talking about yeah literally like, jump from a pool yeah. out of the pool and, and land yeah. remember the the guy zach senishin the bruins uh rookie um uh, from like 2015 that you know sweeney blew uh, the pick on is still yeah, rattling yeah, around yeah. somewhere like he could jump out of a pool it's friggin' really impressive to see um bobby mentioned pace how much of that is the missoula system how much of that is personnel additions you have a guy like brogdon um you personnel. know uh, who's a little bit of a facilitator but beyond that Really not a huge difference because, again, you're not really playing. But they are playing that three-guard lineup versus a two-big lineup, which is something they're doing out of necessity, we think. I am curious what would have happened if uh, Rob was healthy. Would he? Would Joe have doubled down on double big because that's what happened and that's what works and that's our identity? Or is he? was he ready to fully embrace lineups that are a little bit more dynamic, like the ones they have now? And, again, so much of what we saw in the preseason also has to do with Derek White looking better. Um, because if Derek White was a total lump shooting 22% from three, pace doesn't matter if you're swinging to open guys and they're bricking shots. He's hitting them. The offense was like super high octane. How much How much credit are you giving? Again, we're talking about just a few preseason games, but with a new look. Because another popular 
popular prediction we've had, a uh, bold prediction, is talking about how the offense is going to fare this year. And it's one of mine as well. I think this team could potentially be known more for its offense than defense this year, which is weird to think, uh, you, know, yeah. you know, which is weird to consider, you know, looking back to last year. I agree with that, Don. And I think that's why going into this, you know, life without Rob part of the season is going to be crucial because you're going to see how they can can play without him and how the offense can, can you know, put up big numbers the way they have. I think Michael Brogdon has a lot to do with it too. And I think that if Rob was healthy, maybe you see this team just starting off things, you know, a little differently, but, but not, without him, I think having another playmaker in there, you know, and Derek White and, and, and what he does on, on the defensive end. But I just worry against certain matchups and, you know, against certain teams that they're going to really target Derek White, you know, on, on the defensive side and try to you know, take him down low into the paint. Whereas he, you also need on the other side of the floor. So it'll be interesting to see. But I, I do think this offense does have a chance to, to, to be or this team rather has a better chance to be known for its offense to start things off than it is for its defense. But it also is interesting, like we talk about the JB, uh, you know, uh, you know, Jalen thing like Missoula's a new guy. He may think he may think the offense runs better through this guy rather than that guy as well. There's a lot of things that could be different about how things run once we get into the regular season. Yeah. And as much as he talked about keeping the identity and the formula that worked last year, he came into this position with a sense that we got to shake up this offense and fix what went wrong in the finals and for much of the playoffs. We talked about Isn't it. Isn't it funny? Ime comes in crapping on Brad's offense. Joe comes in crapping on Ime's offense. Yeah. Everybody's like, we got to be better than that guy, you know? (laughs) No, and we talked about that during the playoffs, (laughs) the fact that they made the finals, but it was close at a few different points there. And if things went a different way, you might have looked at last season and the offensive results differently. The thing is, they were the number one offense for the last 40 50 games which is still amazing to think about despite all those issues but that was a product of pace and i think what they're looking at here with this group is as you said part necessity because of rob's absence and a bunch of bigs who haven't proven themselves yet Uh, but also a group that can be more consistently fast and get up the floor and play make from every position i mean you're gonna have five starters if they stay with this Derek white lineup who can get the ball and go And that's why I love White in that starting lineup because of the fact that he's a better screener than Rob, uh, of course, a better shooter than Rob, a more versatile defender in many ways than Rob, even though Rob's got that dynamic, dynamic post presence. Uh, So I expect the defense. I know I posted that clip of Joe talking about like this shift from defense to offense yesterday, and that probably will take a little bit off the defense because of the fact that they'll have a tougher time rebounding. They'll have those mismatches that you talked about on the show on Friday, John, Uh, but they should handle their own defensively still. Like they shouldn't fall off the map just because they're going a little bit smaller here. I still think this starting five, if they play big minutes together, can really defend and really play offense, which is part of the reason I'm so excited. Style of play is one thing. Uh, how do you think Missoula handles it if shit hits the fan? Let's say they come out and they're eight and ten to start. Let's say they come out and Mar- Smart's playing bad and he starts closing games with Brogdon, um, and that there's a little bit of like, oh well, you know, I don't make the lineup sort of stuff. You know, I'm not saying it'll happen, but again, so much of coaching, there's you know, everybody freaks out about like. You know, after timeout plays and things like that. I mean, really, the 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 meat of this job and the most important part of this job, you know, in game adjustments for sure, and being able to like make sure that you're not literally getting woefully outcoached. But then it's just 
preventing mutiny, getting guys to like you, getting guys to like playing together, to play with one another, to buy into whatever it is that you're trying to sell these guys on and not have it break into a million different pieces. Can Joe handle that? Because I do think like everyone's like, oh, we love this guy. He's an up and comer. Great. He's 32 with basically no resume. Like that's asking a ton. We're questioning whether Ime can do it, who had years and years of professional experience as a player and an assistant coach under the tutelage of a lot of different people, you know, and obviously one of the greatest, the greatest coaches of all time. And everyone's like, how's he going to handle it? Like how the friggin', how is this? Are we underselling just how big, like what a friggin' ridiculous you're, he's not just a first time head coach. He's a first time head coach of a Eastern conference favorite. Like you're supposed, the bar begins at get to the finals and anything short of that is actually a failure for this team and that's what joe Missoula got handed yeah but i think the good thing is that you have guys in the locker room and veterans and people who've been through this that can sort of that don't want to be captain i don't buy that i mean after everything that's the only answer john look whatever people whatever side people are on (laughs) with the whole suspension thing or you know whatever is the you know whether how close they were to getting to the warriors you have to most of the people on this team are like man we can still do this. Like we can still go out there and win the championship. And you know, adding to someone like Brogdon, and of course, you still got Allen there. It's not like they lost pieces here. So I do think that his voice is going to matter. I don't want to make it sound like, oh, Joe Mazzulla is just going to be the one that just draws up plays and he can't really motivate these guys or make those tough decisions. I mean, he is going to be on the spot, and that is going to be important. But I, I think that having those veterans and, and those experienced guys that have been through it is going to help in a bigger way with this team for sure. But you know, the, the talent out there. I mean, look, again, we'll keep talking about it over and over, but we got to see what this team looks like when Rock comes back. But in the meantime, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be growing pains for sure. There'll, there'll be some, there'll be some lumps for this team to, to experience. I'm, I'm a little torn on, on this. I mean, it's impossible to say first of all, but I'll say this. I thought Brad Stevens was very good at, at getting a lot out of players that you didn't know you could get things out of. I thought once he got the talent, he struggled to get. He struggled. He, he. I think somebody said it to me. He was a. He was a floor raiser, but he wasn't a ceiling raiser. That was like Brad Stevens, right? Um, he took some some underwhelming teams and he made them fun and he made them good a lot quicker than people thought they could. I'm not sure who Joe Missoula is yet, but I know this: it's a lot different coaching NBA players than it is coaching college players, coaching obviously you know high school players because now you're dealing with superstars. You're dealing with, um, you know celebrities in some cases right i mean you're dealing with egos so there's a lot of things that as a player you kind of need to check at the door if you want to play as a team now ime was able to break down like some of those walls and get these guys to play the style that he thought was going to be winning basketball it took months for it to happen so are these players coming into the season is joe mazula going to be forced to do the same stuff that that ime was that he may have to do to sort of drain drill into these guys or is mazula Missoula already being on the staff that, you know, how much does that play a part in his sort of having a head start on what he knows he has to do to get certain players going or knowing what he may have to do and say to get them to play a certain way or believe a certain thing. So I think he does have a little bit of a head start there. He's not coming in as just this wide eyed coach that has no idea who's, who any of these, who these players are in terms of like where they are in the team. There's some familiarity there. And like Joe Sway said, having a guy like Brogdon, having a guy like Al Horford, these guys are professionals. They don't need to be checked on to make sure that they're, you know, doing the right things off the court or making sure that they have the right mentality going onto the court. So I think there's some of that. You've got Marcus Smart, another guy that you don't have to worry about 
um, in terms of like, is this guy giving it, you know, what he needs to be giving it out there. Um, and then you've got Tatum and Brown and the team's going to run as, as good as they run. And if you can get those guys to believe in each other, then yeah, I think, I think Missoula can do it. I don't think Missoula's going to win coach of the year, but I don't think he's going to be, I don't think he's in a situation where he's going to be this detriment to the team. I think they're talented enough where as long as they take care of themselves, they should be able to win enough games to contend. But like, for sure. I mean, if you do all of the things that like a functional coach should do, it makes sense. I'm more mean, like what happens when you're like, yeah, like I can, I can fly the rocket in the simulation, but then you shoot me into space and something goes wrong. Like, what am I doing up here? You know, like it's a different sure. ball game. We're not going to judge. That's that's what I mean. Is like you the ejection the other night. I, again, I don't think he cared that deep. I mean, it's a preseason game, but it did strike me that he's just standing there. Like, should I, should I go to Jason and get him off the court or let him figure yeah. it out? Let Grant handle yeah, this? True. Like, there's some of that. I, what am I doing here? And that takes a while to figure out, like, where what's my coaching personality vis-a-vis these guys, some of whom I'm not a ton older than, um, and I got to impose my will here and make them believe me, but I also want to be their buddy because I was last year as an assistant and X, Y, and Z. It's a tough dynamic. It is. What happens, think- when somebody, what happens when somebody behaves like an asshole? What happens when somebody, you know yeah. what I mean? Is like, well, that's the hard the part. It's like, right. it's the bumps in the road, not the – I think he's perfectly capable of, like – leading the ship if everything was going I don't high. think they're a team that needs to, that's going to have a lot of bumps in the like they're not they're not like the Lakers it's not like you're no, dealing it's with not Russell like Westbrook that. it's not the Nets like it's not built with a bunch of guys that are like wild cards right so I think that there's something to be said there about the makeup of the rosters it's going to help him but yeah John you're right I mean exactly. he's going to be a, he's going to go through a ton of firsts right this is his first season he's going to go through a lot of situations that he hasn't been in as a coach before it'll be interesting to see how he responds or how the players respond. My only thing is that I think the players are at least mature enough. Zuckerberg is playing Jimmy. Get that out. Get that out of here. They've um, I think they're mature enough and they're well-established in the league enough where they can make up for it. Some of those first time things, but yeah, shit, hit, shit might hit the fan at some point. They've, they've thrown him some assists early too. <laughs> like Brogdon coming in the door and saying, I'm going to the bench. That was a big help. That could have potentially been one of the biggest areas of chemistry uncertainty going into this year. These are my blue light glasses, folks. These are my blue light glasses that I'm on tonight. And we're not not even talking about that debate, which is good. You got Blake coming in the door saying, yeah, I got to earn my role. I think you have a lot of guys putting their weight behind him, which is important. Did Blake spend all his money? Why is Blake playing? Does somebody somebody like this? Did He's riding account- that NBA lifestyle, man. Did his accountant yeah, just run off with all of his dough to like some Caribbean <laughs> island? Like, what is he what doing? Things got real the last two years, all right? He knows, he knows his days are numbered here. He's just trying to, you know, win a, win a ring. I like Jimmy's point. Yeah. There shouldn't be too many rough patches. So that helped in itself. And then, of course, you have a number of veterans here who are going to have to sort of manage themselves to some degree. And that was going to be the case anyway, at some point, like Ime wasn't going to be able to save this group forever with those uh, crackdowns and call outs in the media and things like that. This wasn't just going to be a never ending cycle of this group falling on itself and him picking them back up and motivating them. They were eventually going to have to get to a point where they led themselves as players to some degree. Yes, and now and- that's just going to have to happen a little bit earlier. I mean, Partially, Bobby, but partially is you're waiting for a guy to lead you, you know, Uh, and that's kind of the thing. 
you know, use the Patriots as an example. You bring in like a Matt Patricia and you're told he's the guy calling the plays. And then you're like falling over yourself. Nothing is working. You're trying a new offense. It's a mess. And you're like, you do know what you're doing, right? You know, like the person has to show you that their way works first. And like with Ime, eventually he showed them that it worked. If they if they struggle to get results and there's any sort of issues there, it is a tough thing to ask from a coach. Nobody here is predicting he's going to fail. I just think we're underselling how ridiculously challenging this task is for someone. Well, I saw with, a little moment. It's like we're just going past it. It's like, oh, they'll be fine. They said he's good. Somebody, I Brad said he was a good basketball mind. We might he'll be fine. I that he might be, but it's. It's that'll a be the really, really big ask. It's really challenging. Yeah. The, the well, I'm sure be everyone's thinking about late game execution. I mean, that's the part that I mean, last year they, they were all right in. Right. They had to really get that good lead going into the second, you know, the two minute mark for, for most wins, especially throughout that, that that impressive stretch of games. So, yeah, I mean, that's the part that I'm thinking about. And, and like you said, you know, if someone, if he thinks that there needs to be a change in the lineup, you know, how, how does he go about that? Does he do it gradually? Does he, you know, does he call guys out after games? Yeah, I mean, I mean all that. Like, if he, if he believed right now the team like. was, if, I'll ask you, Josue, if he believed right now the team was better with Brogdon as point guard, that's his assessment, or he believes it five games in. Is he making that switch? Or is he like, I'm going to lose a locker room? Would be, I don't have that kind of cachet, you know? Yeah, yeah I mean, five games, right? would be like a, I think that's a I'm saying, look, and again, to use a Patriots analogy, because we were talking about this with the Zappy, uh, you know, uh, Zappy Mac thing again. Back, yeah. oh, the story on, you know, the Patriots when they put Brady in for Bledsoe was that the whole time Belichick came in and he's like, I'm friggin', I, I want Brady. And that's that's a story told after the fact. He wanted Brady all along. The the injury to Bledsoe gave him a reason. But deep down, he wanted to make the switch. He didn't have the guts to do it then. That's Bill friggin' Belichick, who, again, had head coaching experience, was an NFL lifer, uh, had won Super Bowls as a coordinator, didn't feel that he had enough cachet there with the Patriots to make that switch because Bledsoe was the darling of New England and had just signed a brand-new contract. And he's like, I, I don't know if I can do this, you know? He yeah. was nervous. Like, well, how nervous yeah. would you be as Missoula to start messing with things? To say to JT that's at the end of the big mess. Say to well, JT that's, at the that's end. What I mean, though. JT at the end of the game. It is, but I'm saying I, even the smaller stuff, Jimmy. Like Jalen's taking the shots at the end of the game, and and then to have Tatum be like, "What?" Dude, you know? I think players make that call more than we think. Like, I think they might drop a play, and a player goes sure. in there, and they just the, the play is the play, and the player takes the shot. I mean, that's just sports, right? I mean, I, there's there's no coach that's drawing up these plays play for play for these NBA guys. It's just not happening. So yeah, John, he might, he might drop a play and, and they might be Brown and Tatum might be walking back onto the court being like, yeah, we're not, we're not running that play. I mean, that could, that, that could definitely happen, but I don't think they're living and dying by, you know, the X's and O's on the, on the whiteboard that Missoula's drawing up in the huddle. And I don't think they're going to think twice about it. If Missoula draws something up that, that looks a little different than how email draw. I mean, they, they draw up options, right? So if one option's gone, there's option two, there's option three, and that's just the way it's going to go. But yeah, I, I mean, have, how many times worry. did Doc Rivers draw up plays? Probably never, right? And the players <laughs> I just have, did whatever the hell they wanted. I have Doc, no worries. Doc, that wasn't the, the kind of coach Doc was. Yeah, I don't have worries about X's and O's. I have worries yeah. about does he have the guts to pull off um, difficult, uh, you know, 
And that was a worry decisions. last year, John. Yeah. Like we talked about the captain stuff and smart late in games and <clears throat> Tatum and Brown, that dynamic and the complaining. And there were challenges he may face too, but they still made the finals in spite of it because of the talent. And that's ultimately, like Jimmy said, I think well to start this is what's in Missoula's corner here, what really gives them a strong advantage. And that's why I actually, you know, John Hollinger said this first, but I actually think it's a pretty good point is that he's not going to get the criticism, I think, if things go poorly, because I think people are going to look at these players and say, like, you guys got to handle this. This guy's in a tough spot. But if they succeed, I think he's going to get a lot of credit for being in a tough spot and potentially – uh, yeah. like working through it so like this guy could win coach of the year just because yeah, of how people are viewing this right we have a really tough spot in, they did really well we haven't even factored in how many people in the team are really still pissed that Ime is gone do we know yeah but yeah. we haven't heard it's that at earlier about you, yeah. you don't know how the how the room is split on that but you know that could that could work in their favor they want to they're motivated to to maybe look, make, make sure again things if go these well. things are holding them back john they're screwed already so like that's I, that's the thing is that we've seen what it, what it, did anybody question whether they had enough they had talent last year like no like assholes and like we're like you're looking to the coach and saying fix it you know it, what happens if you hit a rut what what are we talking about more than anything this year is like whether or not you can repeat it right Joe Sway yeah you mentioned it a bunch like yeah they were awesome last year because they did a bunch of things repeating it. And they even talked about it internally. Like, it doesn't mean we come back and do exactly the same stuff. You have to refocus, re-energize, motivate yourself. The players were talking about it. Wick talked about it. Brad talked about it. Like, there's no guarantee we come out and do that again. So, like, losing, it's not like you're talking about the Warriors year four of their run. You know, like, it's a team that, like, was a total dysfunctional mess for – you know, uh, entire season, then 40 games last year and put it together and was still wildly erratic in the playoffs. It's not necessarily a self-motivated team. And that's I why love, they shouldn't, they shouldn't I be love the DMA for being able to keep, keep the focus there. They shouldn't be the favorites because that, yeah, I mean, first but, off they lost last year. There's a bunch of teams that are really good. Like yeah. them, they have injuries. There is uncertainty here, especially the chemistry part, you say, John. So, like, everybody's looking at this team statistically at the very least and saying they're the favorites. They're up there, but I'd point to the Warriors. I'd point to a team like Milwaukee. There's a bunch of teams, I think, that could beat them. So that's kind of the big global thing, and I want to talk about, like, what's – what are the actual what are the actual expectations for this team? Uh, We'll talk about that in a second. First off, we want to tell you about – you know, one of our lovely sponsors, of course, Athletic Greens. Um, everybody here, I think, uses and still uses it, right, guys? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going on three months now. We are going on three months now. Keep the Athletic Greens coming. Again, for those who don't know it, uh, Athletic Greens has been a sponsor of ours uh, and uh, several shows on the CLS Media Network uh, for the last several months and heading, you know, through this season and beyond. Uh, and we really do believe in the product. Jimmy just went to drink some. Yep. Yeah, we started taking it because, you know, I wanted all of the things uh, it does for you. Better gut health, energy, optimized immune system, all of those things. Uh, Best thing about it, you don't have to chase down like 75 different pills uh, and vitamins to put it together. It's all there for you in 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced ingredients uh, to help you start your day right. It is diet-friendly. There's virtually no sugar at all. Supports sleep quality and recovery, mental clarity and alertness, uh, endorsed by thousands and thousands and uh, of medical professionals, athletes, uh, uh, celebrities, you know, we all care what celebrities have to, what, what they drink in the morning. Right. 
Um, five-star reviews, tens of thousands of five-star reviews. So right now is the time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. Not No need for a million different pills and supplements. Check out the thing on the screen. Athletic Greens going to give you a free one-year supply. AG1. Free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs. Go to athleticgreens.com slash garden. Take ownership of your health. Pick up your ultimate daily nutritional insurance and get yourself a phenomenal T-shirt. Phenomenal. All you have to do to get this Garden Report T-shirt ahead of the season is send me a picture of your receipt uh, that you've purchased, Athletic Greens or Com for that matter, um, and uh, – and you might you see the actual T-shirt sometime. Uh, the the new the new one is awesome. Uh, I'll show you what Let's that looks like it. later. No, damn it, it's damn awesome it. though. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, yeah, DM me uh, that you bought it. Uh, all of you who already have, and I've gone back and forth with you, and there's several. There's uh, like maybe two dozen people already who've purchased this who, who swear by it uh, and have given oh, me really good testimonials as well. Uh, yours is coming. Uh, we have all your sizes. We have your addresses. Uh, and the new shirts are on the way. So, uh, again, check that out. Same deal with Calm, which we'll talk about a little later in the show. Uh, so what are the expectations, guys, for the season? And, again, here's my – let you guys go on your preamble. Um, I'm going to go on mine just about the season. They're a good team. We know they're a good team. Uh, nice. Even That's if it. they didn't even if they didn't make an addition and they were fully healthy, everything would, would have been pretty good. Um, what – Boggles my that what I'm confused by is when they had the beginning of their offseason was as good as you possibly could have hoped. They swung a deal for Jimmy's guy, uh, Malcolm Brogdon, which I thought was an awesome fit. I still do. He's been um, so good. They got Gallinari, who I liked a ton, a little bit mixed. Some people thought maybe not, but for that money, I liked what you were getting in Gallinari. I did. Um, yeah. And, uh, and you know, you're coming off you oh. know, the, the, the assumption that – Rob Williams is going to be uh, a little bit of rest back to full health. And you're just going to enter the season and just ready to ready to just stomp on people. Then you literally had the worst. Was it September uh, that all of that stuff went down? September, the worst September any NBA NBA team has probably ever had um, with what happened to losing your head coach. Uh, coach of the year candidate head coach, which was the glue I thought that helped put things together. Incredibly bad news on Robert Williams, who is weeks and weeks and months away from returning. And you have no idea what you're getting. You lost Gallinari. That was the first domino to fall. It so was tough. Three, three <laughs> of the four things, the three bad things happened that set them back possibly further back than they were last year. Um, so right now, are they taking the court with a team currently? Are they taking a court with a team that's better than last year's team? Yes. I'd say a little yeah. bit. I'd say a little yeah. bit. You think currently they're better without Rob yeah. Williams and with Malcolm Rob. Brogdon? <clears throat> yeah. Just because you have Al Horford, so you could sustain a Rob. You had him last year, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that, that cancels out. <laughs> yeah, you did. And then negative, you have, negative, you have negative, Brogdon. Cornette, now, Cornette Brogdon's now. the guy. Yes, Cornette's back. We'll get Kevin to him Gally. later. <laughs> we... we we like, gotta we gotta overstate this Brogdon edition. I know Jimmy's <laughs> excited to. He's such a connecting piece for this group. You saw him off the bench just making passes fly everywhere here. He's a guy that can take advantage of those driving lanes that open up off the Jays. He makes his team so much better. Now you can't afford to lose him, but you're in a really bad spot. But Gallinari, you didn't have him last year. Rob, 
Al helps you sustain that. I mean, they didn't have Rob for much of the playoffs last year, and they still made the finals. So those are ceiling raiser guys, all the things we mentioned there, including Ime. Um, but this team still has a very high floor that I think statistical models still show, uh, analysts still account for, although not Kevin Garnett. And a number of people still have high hopes for this team in spite of these losses because you have Tatum, you have Brown, you have Smart. You have Brogdon. You have Horford. There's still so much talent here. Now, what the bench is where I get needs? a little bit worried. What were your biggest needs entering the offseason? Wouldn't you have said they were uh, wing depth behind Tatum and Brown and front court depth, um, which you addressed neither of? You got Brogdon. You, in fact, went backwards on. Sure. Went backwards front on uh, front court. The front yeah, court's yeah. going to be a challenge. Well, but Grant, I, yeah. Grant's there. Al's there. You need one guy to step up. There and could that Long be Hauser? We'll see. Yeah. But Lee, it all comes like down. Joe Sway said it at the beginning. It yeah, all but, comes down to yeah, but you also, uh, health, like for, Rob Williams' yeah. health. If Rob health comes back, if Rob comes well, for back championship hopes, Don, for championship yeah, hopes. yeah, yeah. If, if Rob comes, comes back at the timetable that that has been set, which is let's say even say on the long end of it, and he's himself, awesome, great. Um, I saw all of your bold predictions. Who here thinks that's happening? Go ahead. Eh. That he's himself. That 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 I've seen people talk about. I'm more bullish on it. I saw a, a bunch of you guys talk about this potentially being a lost season for Rob. I don't know how you can't Mine, think that. Mm, mine's just well, pulls he's... pulls all star break. I think I think you you have a chance to see him his being his old his old self. But you have to monitor this thing. You know you got to make sure that he's not. I don't know. I don't know how to explain this, but because it took Rob so long to ramp up last season, I'm thinking this one's going to take even longer because they're going to, the Celtics are going to, they're going to keep a close eye on this. They know how far, how long it takes to, to make that deep playoff run. They know what happened last year. And I, I think when you have your eyes set on the NBA finals like that, which is in June, you're not going to rush to get him out there in January, or you're not you're going to make sure that he's 100%. My, my, my guess is you see the, the old Rob, after the All Star break, I, I think that's my that's my prediction. And Kate, unless something goes wrong, of course, unless he reaggravates the you know the, his knee or, or or something else happens. I hope or not. That's the concern. Like a, a re injury string there. I don't want to even say the guy's name, but Lonzo Ball is the guy we're looking at right now with that injury with multiple surgeries, and this was arthroscopic, yeah. the second one. But you just hope it doesn't linger forever. This could so, be a forever thing with I, him. You you worry about that. So I, I love Jesse. He's a loyal viewer and uh, he makes a lot of really smart, sound comments, and he's here with us a lot of the shows. But I don't understand this line of thinking. Um, it's about your floor versus your ceiling. Didn't everybody say that Rob was the most important piece and with him healthy, they win last year. So without him healthy, what happens? That's kind of the point. Like, that's the point. You can't say Rob is the difference maker who raises their ceiling and then say, dude, they played without him last year and did fine. It, it doesn't. It's regular season versus playoffs. You can't so do both. You Rob Williams has to be some version resembling the best of rob williams or else it's right. you have 36 year old al horford <laughs> and nothing behind it there's no way you can just gloss over that and be like it's going to be fine it might be okay you might be able to hold keep things together for periods of time during the regular to season. Lucky too. it's gonna kill you if that happens if rob doesn't come back that kills you so he has to come back to some version of himself, yeah. He's, he, I guess, theoretically, he should, 
but that's the thing is, and again, talking to you guys and talking to other people, there's definitely concern that like, this is the one that tipped a lot of people over the edge. Like, I don't know if we're going to be, I don't know if this guy's this, I don't know what's going to happen with this guy, you know? Right. Yeah. Well, that's like not, this, this injury depressed people, the crap out of me. Yeah. Oh, I don't understand killer. why Celtics fans were, were so upset or so mad at KG for not putting the Celtics in his top four. I mean, I, People are going to do that. People don't – this is a legitimate concern. People going into this season thinking that the Celtics were – that could have been their Cinderella story last year. I mean, I, yeah. I'm not – I'm sure people thinking that. The East I'll, is tight. A couple – one game could take you from one to four for all we know. But that's the thing. I'll say it right now. If Rob Williams doesn't play for the first, like, 35 games of the year, yeah, I think they're not going to be a one, two, three seed. But if Rob Williams comes back – uh, it's of absolute full health, and it's a fully healthy roster entering the playoffs. When is I think that? The I think they're the favorite again. Uh, yeah, I that's, the, that's, big the, that's, that's the big if. That's the big if. That's the part that no yeah. one's going to have any clue but because you could be looking, we, when he did come back last year, Rob he wasn't in a, full. In a two month, two to three right, months span, you're going to line that up for the. You know what I mean? Like I, I think that's sort of in the something that the, they have to be thinking that way, or at least they have to say, look, if he doesn't progress or if things are are faster than we expect in terms of his recovery time, they still have to be very cautious with him. He just needs to get out there. Like he, whether he's jogging oh, up the floor, whether he's jogging up the floor or just walking end to end that length, that impact, his presence out there makes all the difference. I mean, but talk about the fact even, that this Bobby. guy, talk about the fact that this guy on one leg made them plus 30 in the finals. What do you it's mean, crazy. Jimmy? Not even. He needs to be, he needs to be more than awesome. just out there. Yeah, he needs he is to not win just, a championship. Yes, I mean, what else are we forget, doing here? Need, you made it to Game Six right. of the Finals. Anything no, short I think of what Bobby means is, you know, they're not aiming at winning the, they're not grabbing the one seed. I don't think that's the, what's most but important. But anything short yeah. of a championship has to be viewed as a disappointment for this team, right? Or at least getting to the finals. Yeah, so, but there's a long yeah. way until the playoffs. So you could, if he missed the whole, like remember we used to say with Gronk, he could miss the whole regular season as long as he's right for the playoffs. That's how you look at this with Rob, and that's why mm-hmm. it's different. That's why I call Indiana. it a lost regular season. Like if it takes him the whole year to get back to that point, it's fine. I think even if you're the three seed, but, versus the I mean, seed. The, was that was that how you felt about Ben Simmons returning in the playoffs last year? Because I feel it was different. But he never came back. I'm saying I, I like your stance was Ben Simmons hasn't played in a while. What's he going to be? He's going to be garbage when well, he returns. He might not be able to play again. Been 15 months. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna need some level of ramp up. That's for sure. Dropping yeah. a guy into the playoffs is well, not no. a oh, recipe for yeah, success. Yeah, Bob. Because listen, they're not gonna. Rob's not gonna return and play 30 minutes a game. He wasn't even played 30 minutes a game before this. So they're gonna bring him back, and he's gonna play. 12 minutes he's gonna play six minutes in the first half and six minutes oh how'd you feel out there and they're gonna do this for two weeks and then he's gonna go up to 18 be a bench guy again yeah exactly this is not gonna be like oh rob's back 25 30 minutes a game and he's and he's giving you he's running up and down the court blocking three pointers and you know throwing down the alley-oops from you know tatum it's just not gonna be like that as the bots as Dude, the sex box are back. They're back in full force. (laughs) Don't even say that word. I'll I'll get them. I'll get them. I'll get them. I'll get them all. I just got one. I just got one. Um, Wait, did you did you sign up? I just signed up. No, I didn't click that. (laughs) You clicked that. I did not click that. (laughs) You just you just popped up like whoa, whoa, the bots are back. The bots are back. (laughs) They were. They were. They've been blasting on Jimmy. Stay away from the bots. I did not click that. (laughs) You did. You did. No, you I did. I, I don't know. That's my thing. Is like I, I, there's a fear. There's a weird. Like it might be fine. There is a weird. Like there. There are again. I always say when you assess your team, you have to think 
what would you be thinking if it happened to someone else? Okay. If another team lost their third best player or their superstar center and to a, to his like third injury, fifth injury in the last, right. like whatever months would Celtics fans be like, Oh, when he comes back, he's going to be dominant and that team's going to beat us. Or would they be like, he's toast. He'll never be the same. If a team lost, it's really, really, really good basketball coach and replaced him with an assistant with zero experience. Would the Celtics be saying like, I think that guy's going to be a coach of the year candidate. No, you'd be like, <laughs> what a train wreck that's going to be. Why can't you look at this objectively and say, okay, these are question marks. You can't automatically if be like, they'll be fine. Point. They'll be fine. They because might these are be Celtics fine. Fans, John, come on. They're looking it's at, so they're looking insane. at Tatum and Brown's age. It's they're insane. Looking at the, I'm not being know. gloom and doom. It's just there are clear question marks. You have to see how it plays out. First 15, everyone's like, oh, they could have a good stretch to start the season. Like, they could, but you got to see it a little bit. You got to see how Missoula I'm worried about you got to see how this team, how this team responds without Rob in there and really no backup, no, no, no help there. If it yeah. works, freaking great. He's yeah. now. If we talk we, about we've been saying that about the bigs since the off season, like what are they going to do? What are they going to do about size? What are they going to do about size? And then Rob went down after And then that. he went down. Yeah. yeah. You were talking about a third big. Right now, you're like in Bobby Luke Cornette land. Like, that's that's that worrisome, right. right? Should we get to Cornette? No, 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 no. We're not no, ever getting to Cornette. No, end the stream. Guys, end the stream. You guys, Button. End stream. Did I hit it? Are we still on? Are we still on? I did. Bye, yeah. calm. Everybody, bye, calm. And AG, good night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I swear, if you say that again, it's over, Bobby. I will, I will I, end you, it. Come on, Bobby. It's not, not a knock, but you, you go a little overboard with the loops. We brought him up but, for uh, not the reasons you want to bring him up. It's not those reasons. It's not yeah. the reasons of, like, how much are they going to get for Luke Cornett. It's, it's to make ugh. our point. It's yeah. to make the point that they're in trouble. <laughs> I, I really wish we got to see him, but anyway. Uh, I, I'm not going to get too deep into it. Um but, you know, a couple people around the horn are bullish on Hauser as a prediction. Um, and like I said, check out CLNS Media for our actual final predictions, uh, bold predictions for the season. There's some really good ones, some really funny ones, some interesting ones in there, including Sherrod's as well. I want to tell you guys briefly about Calm, number one health and wellness app, curated sleep stories, music, forest sounds, nature, what have you. Jimmy Toscano never goes to bed without it. Um, can't. Go to Calm. Can't. He can't. Um can't. Com.com slash garden, 40% off a Com premium subscription. Again, check this out. Uh, as we said, Com has been one of our most loyal sponsors. We want to be able to keep them throughout the season. We need your support here. So please, if you've ever thought about something like this, please go check it out. Uh, so relaxing. <laughs> when you think about uh, Cornette's starting center, just put Com on. Uh, <laughs> we got to Cornette. We got to relax. What did you no, say? It's Jimmy. It's always Jimmy. You? Yeah. you playing that? That's me. That's me, baby. Oh, I, I put it on my surround sound speakers. You, you walk into my apartment. You walk into my apartment. You just think you're in the great outdoors. You're like, where? What did I just? What realm did I just step into? Yeah, it's just calm, baby. Please come get some. Get calm. Uh, <laughs> Everyone, just please. It's a really good deal. Honestly, it's a. This is a massive discount. Forty percent off. Right. You don't get that most cases. So please check out uh, calm uh, uh, dot com uh, slash garden, and, and you will of course get the phenomenal T shirt um if you do that as well of course um so uh let's talk quickly about um tomorrow um opening night what do you guys think what here a great test uh and as far as this game goes you're talking down. about big guy depth here you go throwing and again yeah. horford is as good as anybody here to try to kind of hang with Embiid for a little bit but uh, you almost have to go i mean every single time 
every minute Embiid's on the floor, Horford has to be on the floor as well. Yeah, match. Agree. Facts, my dog. And that, this is going to be a test for their starting lineup. Do you just go with your style and say, screw it, or do you play the matchups? We saw Grant with those starters last year, minus 14 per 100. It wasn't a great unit. Grant didn't play his best with the starters. But that game where they beat Philly by 50, he was starting out there, and there was no Rob. So they they had spots where that was a nice lineup to throw out there. Joe all week kept that lineup tight to the vest. I don't know if we expect them to go with a white tomorrow or a grant and try to play bigger and try to play to those matchups a little more. Cause they're probably going to start Tucker at the four, right? <clears throat> so you, you do Tucker grant, you do Horford and bead and line up all the way down the line and go with white and Brogdon into some of those smaller second units there. I think that's what we might see tomorrow uh, though. It's going to tell us a lot right away about this group's big depth, about their ability to rebound. The rebounding was dreadful. And, and again, I'm never a rebounding guy. But, man, was it bad. Giving up 17 offensive rebounds a game like they did. Sometimes balls falling right out of their forwards' hands when they were getting uh, getting in on those boards. And Hauser and Grant, those kind of lineups especially, really struggled to get on the glass. So they're going to have to get better one through four of really just attacking the glass and gang rebounding because that's the only way they're going to get it done in these lineups. You guys like Philly yeah, better than Boston this year? Was that? They've grown like, on I, me, John. I don't I, like you know. I don't like this team, but their roster is really good. It's a really I, good roster. You know why? Because they have. I the mean, best player in the NBA, practically. I mean, look, they have they have two you know, two, two top whatever players. I mean, really, what's what's a major difference maker no. for the Sixers? You're here? talking about they drafted they, they, they drafted they drafted Maxi and not Neesmith. I mean, it's that simple. If you hit I on one of those. No, but I mean that's that's how you keep building. You Man, who guards yeah. Maximar? And Maxi is a legit yeah. star now. He's not just a nice little player. He's a freaking star. Um, and that's, that's a big it's be a tough. Yeah, he's a it's star. A tough matchup for the Celtics. Imagine Dawson, you have Dawson, uh, Dawson, like he likes his odds in these matchups, and and he's not going to change things. And they're gonna they're gonna out rebound the Celtics. It's just a matter of how by, by how many, you know. So it's gonna be. It's going to be Celtics are two and a half. I mean, Celtics Celtics are a problem too. I mean, of course, you've got a ton of problems on the Celtics. You got to worry about also. It's not like Philly's like, oh God, we got these guys marked. Celtics are going to have some things that they struggle with with Philly, and Philly's going to have things that they struggle with the Boston, of course. Yeah, I think right now it's a good time to be a, a Philadelphia sports fan. So you got a lot of momentum in that city right now. Luckily, the game's in Boston. I think that's the edge. I think Philly will end up with a better record than Boston at the end of the season. I think I got him as like my, my prediction. I think I had him as the one seed. Um, and that has to do with, I just think right now with Celtics, it's, it's the Rob issue for me. Um, and I, I think if Philly can stay healthy, I just think that they have a better, better chance. I think they'll, it'll mean it'll, it'll they'll have more to almost play for in the regular season. I think if the Celtics treat Rob, like you guys are saying, where they're going to really slowly have him return, they won't be, focus too much on seeding maybe um I don't, I don't think that that's at the top of their importance list i think matchups are important but i don't think they're trying to be that one seed or that two seed if if it's there if it's not there for them i like philly i tomorrow's a toss-up though i think you know being in boston gives the celtics that little edge if this was in philly sixers would be the favorites by a it's couple eastern points. conference ring night yeah what is that I don't know what that means. They won the Eastern Conference. Oh, okay. Sorry. Wow. Okay. Nice. That was a joke. Gotcha. Got a banner up there. Nice. 
You did right it. You did it. <laughs> this is participation trophy. Yep. Yeah. This is this is a perfect matchup for this team, and I hate to say it, but Philly's going to be really, really good. D'Anthony Melton. Uh, you have Montrez Harrell off the bench, who usually starts seasons pretty good. Uh, they have oh, Thibault. Yeah, they signed them, and then Thibault. I think the way for him, John. I think that's why they're like, you know what? Let's just stay away from that. And I think that's why. But that would have been a nice piece for the Celtics. He uh, he ended up getting played down to like a misdemeanor or something there. So the the legal issues worked out, and he ended up on Philly, though not a good defender. So this is where you you got to flex your advantage. We talked about an offender from, though. Yeah, allegedly. He's a rebound. <laughs> you, you go oh, you I go from a defensive saying. mindset to an <laughs> offensive mindset. Blow this defense out, you know. Pull and beat out of the post with shooters. Uh, go smaller and run them up the floor. Yeah, uh, you know that's why I always to- like. I always prefer to play to your strength rather than just kind of sit there and just like mm-hmm. try to combat the other team. Like like Embiid's tall, Cornet's tall. Let's throw him out there and see if that'll work. Like, <laughs> don't, don't you think do you know? You talk about you talk about flipping to the other side. <laughs> don't, don't you do think that. if we're if we're Philly right now, if we're talking about the 76ers on a podcast? We're probably saying, oh, they're going to be tough to guard in the perimeter. Like, you can throw a thigh ball at Tatum, but who's, yeah, guarding, it's, who's guarding Brown? Tatum and Brown are problems. You're going to put Maxi or Harden on one of those guys? It's a disaster. Yeah, yeah. so this is a toss-up, Jimmy, I think. Good good test. toss-up. I'm going to – gun ahead, though, I'll take this out because it's at home. I still think – like, I think it's going to be one of those matchups where it's just contested. But at the end of the year, I think Philly – Philly's my one seed. I forget who I had it, too. Oh, Milwaukee. I had Milwaukee I'll at take, two. I had I'll Celtics take Philly three. Tomorrow. And I had, I think. You I had, had Cleveland or Jimmy. Yeah, Cavs. Ooh, high on you Cleveland. You were the most bullish oh, on the Cavs. Sta- want to stack those oh, up? Oh, you're, you're a Cavs guy? I like the Cavs. Man, the Cavs were fun Cavs. last year, and they just got one of the best. Like, they got an electric player. Check out CLNS Media for all of our final predictions. Again, bold predictions and where we think. We're not going to give it all away here, but where we think this season is going and where it's going to end up for the Celtics. Joe Sway, Bobby, Jimmy, and and uh, Sherrod all contributed um, their uh, predictions for the These season. These are usually will- pretty... These are usually pretty laughable by the end of the year. Yeah, they are. What about the Nets? Not- I want to mention the Nets. Dudley mentioned the Nets, and I wanted to mention them. Where, where are we at? No, on? last year was great for me, though. Did I abstain from the Nets? I'll Romeo just, got traded. No. Oh, you have to. You, we need a couple. anything. I think they're going to be we out of it. I think that thing's going to crash and burn early. You think they won't even make wow. the playoffs? I think it's one or the other, right? Trades, they're going to boom. Go down? They're going to be. They're going to boom and be great, or they're going to fall out there and the rants out of there. They're firing Nash, or there's just discontent that completely sticks them in the middle although if we're just saying they play out the season and everything's even i do find it interesting that 538 has them at 45 wins like dead middle just floating along around the clippers and pelicans and hornets and some of these teams Mm. that defense is a real problem there and i don't think ben simmons alone solves it i think they they don't have a big yeah they have real shooting and flexibility issues bigs nick they've got nick claxton they've got problems the guards are still small. You really think that Durant, Kyrie, and those guys are just going to go through a mediocre season? Like something's going to. We just watched them down. do it. I flipped on. No, I flipped they didn't, on they them. Didn't, they didn't. We didn't watch them do it. The half of the time they didn't have I mean, any of these. Guys I think they're middle yeah. of the pack. I flipped on them a lot. Like I thought. Like to me, it was always the Simmons wild card. Like if he can return to close to the level of what he was, I want you know when we watched him in the preseason. Not only was he like 
the same guy in terms of the fact that like he he didn't spend a second of the last like 23 months of not playing basketball or whatever it was trying to improve any aspect of his game he actually didn't look nearly as dynamic or athletic as he did last time i saw him too he just looked blah he just looked like a guy um and again it's early in the preseason he could ramp up he could get things back he's obviously still young but he just looked like whatever just not an impact not an impact player so i don't know that you can kind of stack him in that upper echelon of like a big three uh along with the those other two guys and then Kyrie is I think he's got everyone's gonna leave Kyrie before this that's to prove you wrong John yeah I think I know I think Kyrie's gonna be on an island very soon yeah I don't think anybody Literally wants to be there I think they're all faking it and going through the motions with what him. a disaster do you how Blake feels Blake definitely feels that way he's happy he's I think not, a lot of people do stay together just keep them together yeah. for as long as you can, though, because we want the intrigue of those games. You know, those are always fun. I, those, there's always a lot of tension there between the two. I think Duran has some sympathy for it. Like, he views Kyrie as, like, that friend you have from home that everybody thinks is an asshole, but, like, you've known him, and you're like, uh, he's not that bad, guys. Yeah, like, yeah. that's where Durant is with Kyrie. And, but it's like, but he's like, I know he's bad. He's like, but just you just got to kind of learn to deal with it sort of he's, thing. I think that's it. He's also necessary for their – team to go anywhere right now so you kind of have to to tiptoe around you gotta walk in eggshells around them you know yeah uh we're gonna wrap it up guys we've been going up for an over an hour but we're back tomorrow with a full slate obviously with all of our coverage so you got to make sure that you check it out uh at the garden we'll have a multitude of people down there checking out the game uh and uh and uh reporting on it after uh we'll all be back on the show looking forward to it and we're off and running with the season that's it this is the i'm not gonna say the first but i mean we're looking at at least 82 garden reports throughout the regular season in addition to whenever there's breaking news or other news and some other uh off days in between plus playoffs so you're stuck with us about 120 dates i would say over the next six months so settle in it's happening thank you guys for hanging out dudley kess uh all of you dudes out there uh, who are regulars, Luis. Names. Yep, a million familiar names. I'm happy to have you guys back. Welcome back, Celtics family. Check out our Discord. Check out our YouTube channels. Subscribe to everything CLNS has to offer. That way you know when uh, you know we go live and we have new content. Uh, so we're ready to go. Good night, all. Uh, good night, Australia. Good night, Philippines. Or good morning or good day. Good night, Australia. Uh, <laughs> we'll see you guys tomorrow. Take care. <laughs>